Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's uh, Friday. It's 1135, and that means Tech Talk. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM, FPM3 Marketing, and Vacuuman, who sponsor this program, is with us once again. I hope you're staying warm. Uh, it's a chilly, chilly day. Boy, good idea and good reminder to check the furnace, isn't it? Well, I was going to say, this is a perfect time for you that you want to check your furnace and make sure it's operating. And if it isn't working, you definitely are probably thinking, I better call Vacuuman to get it re- <laughs> uh, get it fixed. I, I, uh, I got a tip I, for you now, because I, I know you always like to start the show off with a tip, and I know you've got one about dryers. But vis-a-vis furnaces, because uh, it's bitterly cold, and it reminded me of a time, listen, just a few years ago, where we had a day like this, and uh, we woke up, I think, about 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning. It was a, a Saturday morning. And we were freezing. And with uh, yes. checking, I said, the furnace isn't working. Are you kidding? Uh, and, you know, we went crazy, tried to call. We could, get, we could like getting to somebody to come and fix it on a Saturday. Long story short, when they finally got there, uh, the, people may not know this, uh, that there's a vent that goes outside from the furnace. I, you know, they call it a stack. Yep. I mean, you know, it, it exhales the stuff, basically. If that's blocked, the furnace shuts off. That's which, right. Which is That's a good right. thing. No it's a safety flow. measure, right? It's it's so you don't you know get carbon monoxide in the house. But what was happening was we had had a lot of snow, and the snow had drifted and blocked the stack, and the furnace wow. shuts off. And of course, you got to. Rem- I, I didn't think to go out there and look. Uh, yeah, he did. No, that's exactly God. what happens. Yeah, if you don't have a proper airflow, you're right. It's a safety mechanism on many cases. Um, and again, many furnaces will shut off not because of a malfunction bill, but exactly that. You either have the exhaust pipe that, that's plugged, depending on what type of furnace you have, as well as if your filter is plugged, your furnace filter. Simple as that. It will shut your furnace off if it's plugged uh, with dirt, debris, dog hair, cat hair, uh, or otherwise. It's a safety. Exactly that. The, the the furnace won't turn on for the carbon monoxide reasons, which you should always have a carbon monoxide uh, uh, tester as well. But it's it's very important to make sure that you do have all systems cleared uh, to make sure your furnace is running properly. Yeah. And if we're going to get a ton of snow and, and we haven't had a whole lot here in the Hamilton area, they have in London though, uh, make sure you, that that's clear when you do that. Other things that will shut down, by the way, are dryers if you don't have everything running, including the the the, the thing that I, I'm guessing a lot of people don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about. Uh, it, it's, it's the filter there too, the lint thing. There's a whole lot of stuff that has to work. And if the dryer says it's not working the way I want it, it shuts itself down too. Well, last week we had a conversation with Tech Talk about how many manufacturers are, are really having a limitation on many people that are not able or buying new dryers and, and then not updating or connecting to their smart devices because they can tell you a lot of things about your dryer. Well, one of the things I wanted to share was this past week uh, after the show, I had a, a call from a customer uh, in, the hair, in the area and the problem was they went and bought a brand new dryer and they, they put it in and they thought, okay, it wasn't working. It was shutting down um, and they... They ended up determining after it was all a brand new dryer that the dryer vent was plugged. So just keep in mind, folks, you don't you may not need to spend thousands of dollars on a brand new appliance. You just might need to have the vents cleaned. Um, And even if you have all the bells and whistles and the apps connected uh, with your new device, with the uh, dryer or washer that you purchase, uh, it's going to not necessarily take care of the simple problem of having a vent plugged. So keep that in mind. It's it's just a matter of maintenance, and we tend to forget it sometimes. You know, I, I, yeah, the furnace is way downstairs in the basement. I'll, I'll get it later, and then you forget about it and until eleven thirty the next night. And so, oh, yeah, I'll do it in the morning. And so, do <laughs> do the right. maintenance. The filters are a very important part of that. Listen, you talked to us a little while ago uh, about 
well, there's always these great innovations that you bring up on the program. Uh, the Apple activation lock, and it sounds like, hey, this is just, this is going to solve all my problems. Uh, but as it's been introduced, and it's just supposed to be a security feature, uh, but there are some things that we need to be careful of, aren't there? Yes, that's right. And and this is really becoming a big concern, Bill. I mean, we now know that there's a plastics limitation that people aren't going to be able to buy plastics. Well, one of the biggest concerns is Apple's been very popular with its iPhones, its iPads, and its computers. And as mentioned, uh, the activation lock is a feature within Apple devices for peace of mind and security. What it does is it allows you to actually lock your device down in the case that you think it's been stolen or lost. Now, it can't be unlocked until you uh, put in your personal personal Apple ID information to be able to unsecure it. But it's been a concern to a, to a point where any Apple device after 2020 is becoming quickly nothing but a paperweight, considering paper's not even a thing anymore, Bill. But I, I don't know what paper you're putting it on, uh, but it's going to become a landfill concern. So Apple is, is really, uh, with their mind, major security, gives that peace of mind, folks, that you can feel comfortable knowing that your device is secure. That why this is a problem, Bill, is that those in commercial enterprise or even education systems, if they're using Apple devices as they are, they are not able to sell them uh, or pre-sell them unless every device is individually unlocked. Uh, and they can't even take the parts out of an Apple product. This is a good and bad thing. Apple has such a great security that it locks the hard drive. It locks the memory that if it was pulled out and thought, oh, I'll just use the memory in this device or I'll upgrade to this computer. It is no longer capable of being operated that way. So uh, authorities are working right now in the US, possibly Canada, that actually serial numbers of Apple's will be submitted to law enforcement and insurance companies. Now, again, this is kind of like the pendulum swings both ways. On one end, would you like your computer to know that it's registered with our local authorities. Um, on the other end, for safety reasons, on the other side, should or if the device be sold and it could be pre, uh, pre-used, then they would be able to unlock it properly. So it's a big concern right now. I'll be talking more about that in future uh, shows that we'll be discussing. But just keep in mind, your Apple device uh, needs to be unlocked if you're going to pre-sell it after you're done with it. Hey, but listen, by the way, while we're talking about Apple, uh, one of the big things that they were really happy about, of course, with these air tags and for people that are traveling, uh, great idea. But there's some uh, caution that has to be taken there, too, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. One of the big things is people are using their air tags on pets. And as much as we heard a lot in the in the media where luggage is being tracked and it saved a lot of people from losing their undies and, and garments when they're traveling, this is a big concern. This is a public announcement that veterinarians and Apple has actually clearly stated that their Apple tags Please do not put it on your pet. Um, your your dog, particularly, uh, may be able to, uh, it could come dislodged. Uh, the dog may scratch at it, may be able to d- take it off. And the concern is that if a, if a dog swallows the Apple tag, uh, not that you wouldn't be able to track your your animal while it's walking with it in its stomach. It's just that when it chews, the chemicals within the apple tag, the battery acid, actually can cause serious concern to your to your animal. So battery fluids, the electronics, it's a major medical concern. Most dogs will obviously end up sort of you know excreting or uh, throwing up the, the the device itself, but many people are using it to track their dogs. People don't use the apple tag for the safety of your animal, please. Uh, some stuff going on with Netflix these days. I know they've been in uh, the news lately for actually trying to restrict uh, the number of passwords. And I think, you know, on average, I think each person uh, uses their password for about 75 of their friends. And, and Netflix 
courts is saying you're not going to do that anymore. Uh, but they've got some other stuff here. I want you to talk about spatial audio and, and, and its availability now. Yeah, well, spatial audio is, first of all, let me explain what it is. If you've got a, a most recent iPhone or, or, or Apple device or even Samsung device, um, it, spatial audio brings that theater cinematic sound to the to the to the experience. So uh, think of it as sitting in a studio and getting that 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 sound in all areas of the room. Uh, of course, spatial audio is is very much a, a compressed, high end quality audio sequence. And and Netflix is bringing value to the equation when it comes to what you get with your purchase of your subscription. So seven hundred Netflix titles are currently now offering spatial audio. Now this is only for premium subscribers, Bill. It's it's going to be about $22 a month, and but it's going to give you that that real clear cinematic audio experience. Uh, so when you're watching a show, uh, that's one of the things that, that Netflix is trying to bring to the table, as we just commented, is that Netflix in Canada is now rolling out across North America, for that matter, that one user password. So you need to be able to bring a little more value to the equation with respects to what you're getting. So right now with Netflix, uh, get ready. It's going to happen that you will only... With Within the household be able to have uh the one user now you will only as well uh because it's running from the ip address if you travel you'll be able to be given a code but that code is only good for seven days otherwise you're going to need to start purchasing other extra netflix accounts so on one breath you're going to need a premium to get some really really good quality audio coming out of your programs or out of your shows on the other breath uh you're only going to be able to watch it within the household and there won't be sharing any more of that netflix to your friends and family or colleagues outside of your internet uh, of one internet device. All right, let me just clarify that because there were people that actually not, not necessarily have two residents, but spend time. So, you know, you're, you're down in London or Hamilton and you know, it's summertime and you've got a place up in Muskoka or something like that. Yep. Uh, you just take the laptop with you and you just, you know, you use the same password and everything else. Are they suggesting that for that second residence that I'm going to have to get another account? Yeah, actually, good point. Let me be a little clear. So you would be able to travel with your iPad, but let's say you tethered it to your cell cell device, or yeah. you got to the cottage or the hotel and you connected to their Wi-Fi uh, uh, signal. What would happen is you would then be prompted as your device is not registered or capable of being used in, in this location. Um, then you would sign in. You would then register to say, I would like to travel with my Netflix account. They then would send you a, a, like a five-digit code, and that would give you access to be able to then connect to your account. That gives you seven days. Now, they claim up to seven days. So if you're traveling for a month or 14 days on a trip, you're going to be, you might be a little bit of uh, in trouble. So uh, they haven't indicated that you can request for multiple seven-day codes. Uh, I believe it's up to a certain, the cooling off period is what I understand the method is going to be. So after seven days, you have a cooling off period. I, again, don't know the timeline. Then you can register for another code. And it, again, Bill, it's only good for one device. So if you travel and your kids are at home, it won't work on both. It will it will shut down the home network while the travel account will be able to be active. So they're really restricting. Only one account will be able to be seen until you start purchasing multiple accounts. Well, buyer beware then. Just be aware of that. Uh, we talked about <laughs> some of the stuff going on on Facebook. It's always intriguing, uh, you know, when uh, ex-employees come forward and say, you know what these guys <laughs> are really doing that they didn't tell you? There's a guy by the name of George Hayward who used to work for Facebook, uh, and he uh, revealed something that I guess shocked an awful lot of people. 
Well, I, it was funny. It's shocking. And I was going through my notes. You and I have been doing this show for many years now. And we, I discussed this with you that it was presumed that Facebook is draining the battery. Was it just a circumstance of what it required? And I think I remember in that notes, well, it's because your location is on and, and it's constantly looking for where you're located and you know what you're doing. And is it listening? Is the microphone on? It is a fact. In the New York Post, it was announced he, uh, George, who was a past employee, actually put a, a, a lawsuit into uh, in, in, into the courts and was trying to challenge Facebook into making uh, it making him uh, do something he was feeling not comfortable. And that was that he was beta testing for the capability of Facebook to be able to test to see if they could drain a battery faster uh, by people using the app. So according to it, they call it negative testing. And what they refer to that as the app then would drain the battery. Therefore, Facebook could determine what they could do to improve to make it work properly. I, I don't understand the science behind it, Bill, but at the end, but more or less, it was let me drain your battery so I can understand if my app could be developed to be better. Long and the short, the court uh, case has been thrown out. However, George has decided to come out publicly and state if you're using Facebook on your device, yes, it is draining your battery, folks. On purpose. Yeah. So in other words, we're going to use you for a guinea pig for one of our experiments, but we're not <laughs> going to tell you. Okay. Exactly. That's always gratifying. Uh, talk to us. I, I'm always intrigued by the innovations that you talk about here that really help people of medical circumstances. Uh, and uh, there's this Raspberry Pi mobility challenge. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, the Stanford University has designed an actual system using Raspberry. Uh, Raspberry is an operating system that is very, very simplistic uh, Android. And why this is important is that it, think of it as an ectoskeleton brace. So where you would put a brace around your lower calves on your, on your feet, uh, this would then be operated in a way that understands how you walk. Now, some of us who have maybe walking conditions, you've gone to the chiropractor, you had uh, orthotics, and, and it just to help balance how you stand. And otherwise, what this does, Bill, is it's got an artificial intelligent robotic capability with, with the understanding of your walking patterns. So it understands how you walk. And it's a very uh, just a simple ectoskeleton device that goes around the back of your calf underneath your foot that can pretty much slip into your shoe. But what's unique about it is that they're bringing it to market and it will allow people to put more or less put a step, a little hop in their step. Uh, it allows people to walk 9% faster and use 17% less energy. So uh, think of it as taking, a, uh, taking off a 30 pound backpack off your back. Um, and it could definitely help those with knee issues, concerns where you may have problems walking or uh, lifting. This is uh, a revolutionary. So instead of getting insoles to help you feel like your back's better, this device specifically will make you walk faster, maybe make you be able to carry more um, and, uh, and be able to give you that, that capability of not causing damage to your knees. Uh Major corporations that, you know, whether, you know, the $75,000 or $75 million office towers and stuff like that, you know, when they're closed down, of course, you have to hire a security system to, to patrol them at night and make sure everything's okay. And usually see, you know, one or two of them sitting at the front desk there when you're trying to go. In, the, uh, in, in Tokyo, though, they seem to have taken it to the next level and they're using something that I know makes you a happy guy. Uh, they're using <laughs> robots now for security purposes. 
That's right. Yes. Robots are now doing uh, floor surveillance um, on a regular basis. What it will do, uh, these robots uh, stroll up and down the hallways and it's using LIDAR, similar to what's on Teslas and, and all these autonomous vehicles. And what it's doing is searching the facility and it can determine whether someone's in, in the building or otherwise. It can even detect through walls, Bill. So as the robot patrols through a predetermined destination or route, as a normally security officer would walk the beat at like a museum, maybe a government office, a bank. Um, these patrol robots, instead of a camera stationed on the wall and kind of positioned in one corner or the other, these robots now will do the work and it still requires a security officer to monitor and keep track of what's going on in the building. But now it will only require one individual to be able to monitor. And these robots can actually patrol um, thousands of square feet. So warehouses, uh, banks, museums, uh, and this will bring, and again, this will be the future of where we remove the camera off the wall and become now a mobile security system. So that's an intriguing sidebar issue to this, isn't it? That, that you know, security systems right now, you, where, where, where do you put the cameras? Uh, and but this, the, if this is a mobile camera, basically, it's, it's running all over the place, and you don't need that stuff anymore. It's, it, I would imagine there's a cost saving element to this at the same time. It's going to be a really the main develop. Well, the, the 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 reason they're commenting on why this is becoming popular is because of the lack of labor shortage that's out there. And uh, of course, this is one of the rationales is that robotics will be able to to provide that. Now, uh, I'll probably talk a little more of it in the show in the future, Bill. But on the home front, uh, Amazon announced in prototype a few years ago. I think I mentioned that they have a drone that will patrol your home. Uh, it flies around your home and does pretty much the same thing, uh, but it's on a battery sequence that it can only patrol during certain periods of time then it goes and recharges and then it takes off and it flies around that's going to be the future the days of securing a camera within your property are going to be and uh, uh, commercial property are going to be that of the dodo bird it's it's pretty much obsolete in the year in the next three years we'll be talking about patrolling uh drones patrolling robotics uh your Roomba while it's vacuuming will probably be doing a lidar security surveillance while it's vacuuming the floor when you're not home Weird stuff. I so that that buzz you hear at about four o'clock in the morning. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's nothing. It's, it's just the security. Will be the security drone. system checking. Yeah, uh, we're out of time. This is always fun. Thanks so much for this, Adam. Have a great weekend. Uh, we'll talk again next Friday. Wonderful. Thanks, Bill. Take care. The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from nine to noon on nine hundred CHML.